Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, this is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Oh, man. That's what I'm telling you, man. Kevin, if you're listening, we're going to have to drink of the week. We're going to get a film crew in here and get some. Get this. We're going get, to get this party started, man. On this channel 951. <laughs> We're going uncut. It's uncut. gonna be like BET. It's gonna be like Aloe Uncut. Drill. Like a mug. Tip drill uncut. No, nah, we ain't gonna be doing that. But what, <laughs> I what, know what, what, you what mean, we're but gonna do is yeah. gonna be you know how they have uh channel ninety three seven tickets if you have aloe, channel nine fifty one. So we will be on nine fifty one dash two. Nine fifty one dash one is the one you get for free. Nine fifty one dash two, you're paying for that one. So we're going to do that, man. So we, we, we got it going on. But it's old school. Brought to you by the Mercado. Certified Piedmontese. Special ingredients and butcher shop. Located at 84th and Havelock. Every type of meat. Every type of cut. Um, they have uh, single serving sizes. Uh, fresh, frozen, seafood. Um, any type of meat. Any type of cut. Like I said, they have some pasta. Um, their own sauces and spices. So uh, go down there and indulge. And uh, do not hesitate to uh, go in there and mention 93.7 The Ticket. But... Like we said, at the end of the first hour, we're going to jump into some Husker news. Um, I think the first one to get out the way, just because it's a, it'd be a short segment, is, uh, you know, obviously, look, man, late in spring, people are just looking for a story. I think today was the day. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's two stories that were, you know, a big part of last year. First one is IGC, you know, stepping away from the team. Um, you know, n- no clear reason why. Um, I want them, you know, I'm not going to ask you cause you obviously more privy than anybody in here. Um, but you know, he, I'll, I'll give him this, you know, he, he tried to take the high road. He did a good job of doing it, you know, where he was just saying, Hey, look, things didn't work out. He wanted to come back. He didn't want to leave Nebraska, so forth and so on, which I commend him for trying to take the high road. Um, uh, but then I did one, one thing I didn't like is the narrative out there that, you know, it was you know, Mickey's fault or Coach Joseph's fault in it, like he wasn't being told the truth. There's one thing about Mickey <laughs> that I know, and then when I've seen him in action, and when I've asked every single player that I play for him, you will know exactly where you stand and why. Now, you might not like it, but he will tell you where you're at and why and, and back it up with facts. Mm-hmm. So I understand you have a good first game, which was great because I was like, this offense, I, I, hey, well, IGC – Trey gets going, Robinson, baby Gronk up until he got – and with Anthony Grant toting that pill and then A.J. I was like, yeah, we're we going to be doing some things. Now, one thing led to another. Uh, and then, you know, by week four, you know, he was in the wind. So, look, at the end of the day, you know, people ask, can you trust him? You know, because he stepped away. I think when we played, I have no problem saying – at least at least I, can, I can't speak for you, but I feel like our culture was a – byproduct of you guys you guys were the godfathers to kind of set the groundwork i don't think we would have been too quick to accept a player back unless it was unique circumstances yes and those type of unique circumstances is 
we've seen a coach personally attack him or he is head and shoulders. It'd be, I guess it'd be like Lawrence Phillips, eighth team. And everybody knows he should be a top five pick in the NFL draft. That that would be like, okay, I understand. Because yes. then, you know, there is no in-between. Uh, that wasn't the case. But I think with this type, this day and age, with this type of athlete, and you know, just the way these kids are built, I I I don't think he'll have. You know, if he performs well and does everything that Coach Rule and staff wants, I don't think he'll have a problem being acclimated back into the locker room. What no, do you think? No. Um, the thing about it is, like you said, this new age, everybody wants to be liked. Yeah. There's no accountability among. If I know you're doing wrong, right? If I know you're doing wrong and it's not for the benefit best benefit of the team, I'm gonna let you know about it. Right. I'm not gonna continue to say how good you are, continue to pat you on your back when I know you're doing wrong. Right. When you're jeopardizing the team. The the the, the team. Right. So the years, um, there's guys that would do yeah. would do that yeah. and accept guys back, guys would quit, walk away, say they're done. Then they'll come back two days later and everything's all good. Yeah. And, 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 and I, mean, I mean, like you said, there's unique circumstances, but for you to say you don't want to play anymore, you you don't love the game anymore, then two days later, you, yeah. all of a sudden you, you found new love for the game and you, want to, and you want to come back on the team, and guys were okay with it. Now, that, it doesn't work that way. Right. You're not going to come in my locker room one day and say, "Oh, I'm done. I can't. I don't want to do this anymore." And then three days later, you back to about you got and playing and come on, bro. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, look, I I've been in the league where, I mean, Keith. When I was a ball boy, Keith Millard, who who he was like Jason Peter, or Jason Peter was like him, obviously because he's older. And Keith Millard, you talking about running hot? I mean, Keith. I wouldn't say he quit, but I could tell you I seen him leave practice fields and go back to the dorms in full uniforms. Like I'm out, just because. Just but but they you know they knew that bull had to go you know chill out a little while. So that, those type of circumstances you can understand. I think when it's something that you know like that, it, it, when we played, it'd be a little harder. But I think you know everybody's done. It. I mean, there's a you know pretty unique you you know. Uh, famous player that had to take a step away. Now, I think he was I wouldn't say he was right. I think he I think I I understood why. Um and I'm not going to mention it. I understood why cuz he was right next to me in the locker. I did cuz I talked to him about it. Um now the conversation wasn't very friendly, but I I I wanted to <laughs> well, I was looking out on that practice field. <laughs> hey, and them big feet was rolling. Hey, I understand what you're saying because you know what? I'm uh, trying to chase you, and mm-hmm. I ain't catching you, and I can pick them up and put them down. So I understand. I get it. Um, but I think, you know, right now with this team, I think it's a, I think if the last staff was held over, I don't think this would be an option. I think since with a new staff, you have a new opportunity. And you know what? I'm going to also say it's commendable for Coach Rule to come in here and say everybody's starting on a clean slate. Mm-hmm. And whether it's him, Betts, or anybody else, Everybody's on a clean slate. Now, he's probably aware if there were some issues before, as he should be. Yes. Um, but that doesn't mean when they're evaluating Kenny, Jay Foreman, Austin, and this vortex or this vacuum of 
spring or winter condition and spring football that you're you, you know you might be doing everything 100 percent right and outperforming every other people but you're holding what happened with a previous staff against them so but it's also probably in their back of the mind but also if you really want to be back on a team and they're willing to kind of accept you you have to be willing to go above and above beyond. and beyond man. that's what you and have then to once do. you do that for a period of time then you end like man but you, you, you but you got to be willing to prove yourself it yeah. can't be you tell your story then it's okay and um but I think he's doing that because you know Coach Rule talked glowingly about him. Um, Good player. He said he's been dependable. Um, I think it's a unique opportunity for him. Um, I think it's a, maybe an offensive system that will, will you know fit him. You know, and and there'll be plenty of opportunity. I think with a new wide receiver coach, a younger wide receiver coach, that he'll get a plenty. You know, it's it's a you know it's they're on the same wavelength, just same. I'm assuming right close to same age. You know, and Probably. so. Um, He'll get a ton of opportunity, and if he proves himself, it is what it is. It's no, you know, this is no different than, let's just say, a, a high or middle to high draft choice, not performing well under the, uh, you know, in their first year, and then you know, coach gets fired, and you know, you know, like, you know, okay, here's an example. We just saw the Cincinnati Bengals. Eli Apple got drafted by the Giants, malcontent in the locker room, jettisoned to New Orleans does a decent, a little bit better, leaves there, gets picked up by Cincinnati. Cincinnati allowed him to continue to prove himself. Now, Eli Apple kind of ran his mouth, and I think that's part of the reason why they end up losing. But <laughs> his play and his accountability when he started to mature super, you know, was, wasn't, was you know, overlooked based on what he did as a rookie. And so, you know, I think it, it was good for, you know, you know, maybe it's cleansing for him to kind of go out there, and then maybe this needs to be, this to be done. You know, with it because I think the more that IGC would talk about it, I think it probably wouldn't be the best for him. No. You know, um, the other story, Kenny, was Nori came out with his statement. I think it was a Twitter kind of post or whatever. I don't know what it, you know, how they do it. Um, and talked about, you know, took accountability, felt like he let people down. I think the year he said he pretty much, you know, the year off probably motivated him. Um, he's not going to try to, he's going to obviously try not to gonna make the same mistake again, which I think is commendable. Uh, Nori's a good kid. Great kid. Great, great, great kid, kid. Good heart. Um, played well, you know, when he got in there. I yep. think, you know, when I was down there full time, you know, the offense picked up when he got in there. He's got a little bit of an edge to him. Really good guard, solid in there. So it's a great opportunity for him, you know. So it, I think that's all all positive. So you know, he addressed it one time and he's moving on. I hate that he had to address it uh, because I felt like he addressed it last year. I thought he's yeah, he should he shouldn't have to address, address it, it again. again. Yeah, but I, I think look, we had the time in the spring. Boy, <laughs> Brothers is looking for they they looking, looking for, for some stories, looking right? for yeah. stories, looking for people to talk to. You know, but you know what? He 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 answered the bell uh ahead of it and you know, he didn't have to get interviewed for it, so he got his statement and his words done over with. He's focused on spring. And he's a, he's he's one of the ones that he's not going to run from it. No, he's going to be mature about it. He's going to accept responsibility, and right. it takes it takes a a big man, a big man to do yeah. that. And he's one of those guys yeah. that I know will take full responsibility for his own actions, right? Not try to point fingers at anybody yeah, else. Well, yeah. Or he told me to do this, or he told me to do that for the benefit of me, health wise. Right. He took responsibility for his own actions, and it's it's behind him now, right? You know, again, when he was in there, he helped us a lot, right? He's he's a good player. He's 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 tough. Yep. So. And now he's got this behind him. Now he can just concentrate yeah, on football. Okay. You know, and maybe that statement kind of gives him a, like a little, you know, that'd be his last little, 
cleansing of it. The one thing I'll say about Nori is that uh, remember when I, I saw him and I was talking to him about it, I said, look, man, when you get old like like me or older like me, a year isn't that long. It, you, I mean, so right now you think it, every day is long. Yes. I said, before you know it, the season's going to be over, and then you right back into where you need to be. Mm-hmm. I said, so just take this time to kind of you know work through it, deal with it, use it as motivation, and the next thing you know, I mean, you know how it is, Kenny, when the season starts, once the game's over, you get to Monday, next thing you know, it's Thursday. Once you hit Thursday, the haze in the barn is on. Yep. And you keep, you know, you do that 12 weeks in a row, and the next thing you know, you're like, dang. thing for him is he was coming off an injury, too. Right. So he he was able to get fully, get healthy, fully healthy mentally and mentally physically and spiritually, and, and so, so I think he'll yeah. do well. Um, another another big thing out of Husker, uh, I guess, camp today, Kenny, was, they, you know, Coach uh, White. Uh, the defensive coordinator uh, was talking about, you know, certain things in his defense. Um, one of the interesting things where, you know, he was talking about placement of guys, right? Um, he said, when we're trying to stop the run. We know where they're at. When we're against the pass, we we're going, it's going to be everybody's everywhere. And uh, which I think is, you know, it's obviously should be exciting. I think it's something that could people get keep the players interested, you know, learning three or four positions. And then once you settle in in one, you should be able to play a lot faster. Um, but then also an interesting quote, which I want to ask you about before we get into this, uh, you know, Vortex of transfer portal is he said that he needs to do a better job of cutting back on putting a whole bunch of stuff in, stuff in and just, you know, kind of simple it down a little bit or keep it really consistent so you can really evaluate guys and see them play football. I wanted to ask you and about that. We talked about this early on. There's a lot going in, right? Yeah. Then you realize there's mistakes consistently being, consistently made. being made. Now you got to cut back, and now you got to get good at something. Your weak your basis, your base, yeah. what you can f- hold your hat on. When you're in a dog fight, dog fight, yeah. you have something you can call, and the guys can go out and execute it. One hundred percent of the time. One hundred percent in their percent. sleep. Yeah. So they try to throw. He tried to throw a lot at him. Then he's probably realizing some guys who move positions or some guys who are trying to do two different things can't pick it up and execute. Let's, now let's dumb it down so we can play fast this Saturday and next Saturday. Right. I also want to ask you real quick about a minute or two because um, we're going to spend the next big segment and the end of this one on the whole roster thing. He talked about A.J. Rollins going to defensive end full time. And he essentially said, hey, look, man, he only been over there a week and he's still balling. Now, me and you had talked offline before he got here. I, I, I saw him play basketball. Mm-hmm. I said, man, that's a defensive end. Yep. Uh, or outside linebacker in the old scheme. But it seems like he's, you know, at least initially, he's showing some sort of spurt of playing whatever position they have. I wanted to ask you about players switching, finding a new home, success, and how does that work out for a guy like A.J. Rollins long term? For him um... – I think it's good, right? Because, like you said, you watch him play basketball. He's got good feet, got good hips. Um, coach Beckton was one of the best coaches on the staff, without a doubt. I'm talking about best coaches by far. Um, he worked with the kid, right? Worked with him, worked with him, worked with him. And he saw a mass improvement. Yeah, I mean, he did. He 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 
Once he, last spring, he kind of the light came on. Yes, it was bright. It was bright. Yeah. So showed out in the spring game. Yes. Um. So, but for this staff, they're identifying guys for their scheme. Scheme. Yeah. And whatever they want to do on offense, he probably didn't fit. Defense coordinator said, "Defense coordinator said, let me have him.' Like Tony Samuel did with yeah. you, right? Right. And that's what they do. A good coaching staff will look at a roster." Watch guys move and be like, hey, he's better suited for this position. Right. He's better suited for this position. And that's good for AJ. I, and I think he'll do well. It's a learning curve from him. Sure. It's because he hasn't, probably hadn't played He hadn't played it since high, high school. High school, right. Not even practice. Not or even practice or yeah. anything. So that's probably why Coach White said what he said. Yeah, he said, hey, look, he, pretty much he said, he don't know what he's doing, he, but he balling, though. He's playing fast. He's sure. playing hard. He just doesn't know. No. Again, like. You can put him at a right side defensive end or outside linebacker, but when motions and shifts happen, yeah, he don't he may be out there like a deer with in the headlight. Right. So it takes some time. It takes some time. I mean, three weeks, four weeks is not enough time for him to right pick it Get up. It, yeah, especially when you haven't played. I wanted to ask you about what he he also said. I guess maybe in this kind of you know I know we, Farley was on earlier, but he said something like the the Cliff Notes version is. We have some guys that are, you know, messing up from A to B. But they're getting from B to C. So, essentially, it might not look pretty. It might be a little bit of misalignment, maybe a false step. But, obviously, when that tape stops, they there. You know, that that I want to ask you about that because that's telling me right now he's not looking for perfection. He's looking for football players. Yes. And now I think that's something that's been missing at Nebraska for a long time football players not guys that look good in their uniform or have these supposed you know i'll call them paper champ stars or supposedly be this fast and then they've looked like they you know pulling the dump truck when they're playing on saturdays i want football players and people can say well can you have a five eight lineman no i'm talking about within reason you know uh, what i what i mean by that is if austin orman's at um gretna high just because you know say he's at gretna high and generally yeah i'd like my you know, centers to be 6'4", 285, or 290, right? That's what I generally would like, right? Say I coach an All-American, you know, at Michigan State, and now here mm-hmm. I am. But Austin, 6'2 and a half. But, when I, but his tape is telling me <laughs> that he's, dude's a three-year he's starter. He's a football player. Right. He's downfield. He's finishing blocks. He's smart. He's, you know, sometimes say if I went to a game, he's a good leader. Mm-hmm. Then I don't care about a, you know – what, what, measurable. Hey, you 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 preach to the choir, bro. Now, like if he's now if Austin's that that same player and he's playing out in like, you know, yeah, Ogallala, Nebraska, and he's five nine. Well, then we're not even having the conversation. We then we might talk about walk on, right? Because there is a certain thing of measurables, mm-hmm. but ultimately, you know, I think sometimes some guys were overlooked, but uh, you know, based on height. Height, Wait. and you know, you're talking Specs. about length, and you know, like, and then you turn on another team, them dudes is up there wrecking shop. So, I wanted to ask you about what Coach White said in regards to that. And does that give you some, I don't want to put excitement on you, but give you like a you know, a glimmer of hope that all right, I see, I see, I, 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 I like the way he's thinking as a defensive coordinator and a defensive coach and defensive mind guy. I love it. Because you want your your defense flying around. We always say, 
if you mess up, mess up at 100 miles an hour. And that's what he, that comment he made is what he's saying. He's basically saying, if you mess up, mess up at 100 miles an hour. We, we will correct everything else, meaning footwork, right. first step, hand placement, all that. Yeah. If you mess up, mess up at 100 miles an hour, we'll get it fixed. So that's what you want to hear. You don't want to hear guys playing on their heels, yeah. playing soft, you know, playing soft and playing on your heels and making mistakes. That's not good. Yeah, because that's just taking the easy way out. That's taking the easy way out. So they're playing fast, making mistakes. We'll get it fixed. That's good stuff, man. And uh, we're going to go to a break, and we're going to talk about uh, some more Husker news as far as this Saturday. It's obviously a big – it might be moving Saturday if we're going to do an analogy <laughs> to golf. Uh, but moving Saturday with some guys, you know, could be uh, thinking about other places to go. So we're going to dive into that. Uh, Jay Foreman, Austin Orman, Kenny Wellheit, old school. We'll be right back. 